Hello and welcome to That Missionary Life for those of us who are back in this American life but still want to talk about that missionary life. Um, These are our stories and hindsight. Talking about vacations as missionaries. What are your thoughts? How do they vacation differently in different countries? (laughs) How do they think of vacations differently? As a missionary, do you tell people about your vacations? This is what I want to talk about today. I've already talked a little bit about um, holidays uh, as missionaries and how you have to create your own traditions and stuff. But what about vacations? So they kind of overlap because a lot of your holidays are your vacations, vacations are holidays, all that kind of things. Um, But I just found it interesting, a couple of different things. So how Brazilians do vacation differently than Americans. Um, I mean, obviously it's a different culture. We bring to it many different things, but I felt like vacation, um, in Brazil, first of all, they just have a ton more vacation than Americans. Um, every job has a month off (laughs) and you're actually paid. So you're paid for 13 months of work and you actually only work 11 months because besides like sick days and all of that, you get one month of vacation off that you normally take in a whole month lump sum and you just like go away for a month and like Oh my goodness, I feel like in Brazil, I could handle three days at the beach. Because almost always, since we were about, we lived about an hour, hour and a half away from the beach, (laughs) vacation basically was the beach. So Brazilians vacation, the way they party, the way they do holidays, the way they bring this incredible laissez-faire, just do whatever, don't care uh, but let's do it for forever. And I don't know, as an Enneagram 3 who wants to get things done, a firstborn child, I am just like, what do you mean we're going to go somewhere for a month <laughs> and do nothing? Like, we have nothing planned. Like, nothing. <laughs> it's incredible. It was mind-blowing to me, and I really could handle about three, maybe four days at the beach before I was like, I have to get back. I have to have some structure to my life. I have to (laughs) return to uh, schedules and routines and getting something done because this whole living in this mesh of, oh, whatever, is really hard, really hard for me. Um, So it's kind of like Brazilians have a whole sabbatical built in every single year, which I think is actually amazing and very healthful and something that um, has been very good for me to see. (laughs) But it's just so different. So some of the fun things that I noticed about Brazilians vacationing. So for example, um, like when you have some time off and there's so many holidays, there's like a couple holidays every month, it feels like, (laughs) or time off of work. And that's not including your month off. Um, so, (laughs) um, with the holidays that happen frequently, um, if you go to Hasifi, you like stay at somebody's house, 
Um, that's very common. Stay at a friend's house, rent a beach house. Um, somebody has an apartment. Everybody just goes and hangs out at the apartment. Everybody sleeps on the floor. Nobody cares if extra three people show up that somebody else knew that nobody's ever known before. They're just like, fine, that's great. Sleep on the floor. Nobody cares about sleeping on the floor. Everybody's fine with it. Like it's so different. So different. It's like, when's, what, what are we doing for breakfast? Oh, I don't know. We'll figure it out eventually. By lunchtime, you figure out breakfast. <laughs> this does not go great with my system-loving self. Um, but yeah, it's so funny because the plan basically is you go to the beach in the morning So you just like walk down to the beach. There'll be food at the beach. You can buy whatever food you want at the beach. You hang out at the beach. You just chill. You like rent. You get like people's job, people who don't have a lot of money, um, is like to supply the people who just walk down to the beach and make their life amazing. So like people with fried cheese on a stick will come by. That's one of my favorite. Um, You know, uh, peanuts the peanut guy will come by, uh, uh, quail eggs, hard boiled quail eggs. They'll just sell a bag of hard boiled quail eggs. And then you just peel them and you eat them by the thing, the, the, the ocean. And then, so you have people that set up chairs and the chairs are free. You can totally sit and they have little umbrellas. The shade and the chairs are all free, but you are expected to then buy your lunch from them or at least something from them. So like coconut, fresh coconut water, um, that they'll bring to you. Um, and then they charge a little extra for like a regular coconut would be like three hay ice and maybe they would charge you five or six because you're also getting the place to stay. And then they have layout for lunch and stuff. So, um, so yes, they just make your life incredible. Like they even have, when the girls were really little, they were scared of the ocean. (laughs) They would come by, they would have people come by with little blow up, uh, uh, pools, like the little blow up pools that are really small and they would have buckets. So they would blow up this little pool for you for like 10 highs, put it under the shade away from the actual water and then take their bucket and fill it up with ocean water. So you could have your own little personal pool by your little seat. Um, it was absolutely incredible. So the mornings were for the beach and then everybody would, uh, eventually after lunch, whenever they feel like it, cause there's no pressure for anything, they would mosey back, take a shower, get all prettied up. And then some mid afternoon head to the mall <laughs> and then eat dinner at the mall and hang out at the mall, maybe watch a movie at the mall. Anyways, it, Brazilians know how to do it. They really know how to do it. And a lot of the times, if you would stay at like a hotel, they would have a pool. So the mornings were for the ocean and the afternoons were for the pool or going to the mall or going out. Um, But honestly, I just, I learned a lot from Brazilians and how they vacation and how they relax and how they unwind and unplug. They're just so much better at it than the majority of Americans are. So what have you noticed about how people vacation differently in different countries? Another aspect of 
mm, vacations for missionaries is how you do your own vacations while you are learning about how they do it differently in a different country. Um, So for me as a single missionary, I was on the slimmest budget. I did not spend anything extra. So when I went on vacation, it was simply me joining friends who invited me um, and doing the least expensive of everything. (laughs) So I would definitely say my absolute favorite vacation um, that I, that comes, that first thing that comes to my mind when I remember as a single missionary in Brazil, my favorite vacation was when I went to my friend's beach house <clears throat> with Junyu and Ania and their family. So they rented this beach house, um, for, I think they rented it for like a month and then they just went up like most people vacation in Brazil, like the whole month of January, most of them take off January or July, um, as like their whole month or whatever. So they'll rent this place and then just go there whenever they can during that time. Um, so they'll spend as much time there. So we just went like for a week, I think. And after four days I was pretty done, but it was amazing. So we would walk down to the beach in the morning cause we were walking distance from the beach and, um, like, sit in the water just like sit in the water and chat like everybody had sunglasses some of them had like straw hats or whatever we it was just so warm and then sandy and it was pretty calm in that area we would sit there and eat mangoes in the water <laughs> and here's something else that's funny in Brazil, they thought I was absolutely insane when I was like, "Oh, don't go back in the water for half an hour until after you've eat eaten." And I was like, <laughs> you'll get cramps. And they were like, what are you talking about, Rachel? <laughs> that is not true. I was like, well, that's what they told me in America. Sorry about that. And then it's so funny because in Brazil, something that I think is so funny, and I'm like, that's that's not true. If you have a cold or a cough or like you feel like you're about to get a cold or like you have a tickle in your throat, they say you're not allowed to eat anything cold. Like they're like, don't eat any popsicles. Don't eat any ice cream (laughs) because it was going to make you sick. And I was like, what does that have to do with anything? (laughs) Or like if their kid is sick, they won't let them have anything cold. I was like, that's so interesting to me. So yeah, different wives tales in different countries. Um, So yeah, we would just sit in the water. Oh, and we had like, they had these little pipoca dosi, which is like sweet popped corn. Um, kind of like kettle corn, but different. Anyway, so we just take these little bags of things and just sit in the water and eat them and eat mangoes. I just remember sweet popcorn and mangoes in the water, just sitting there chatting away. Like we're in the water all the way up to our necks. (laughs) We're just sitting there just like it's so, it was so incredible and so nice. We also, so one of the people we went with had a truck and we... Um, we're driving through this area and they said, oh my gosh, look at all these mango trees. There was just mango tree after mango tree after mango tree, all ripe and in season with all of these just dripping with mangoes. So we stopped the truck, pulled over because it was like, it was public area and the mangoes were just going to waste. We pulled over and for like 10 minutes, we just scooped up all the mangoes until we filled up a huge part of the back of this truck. Cause we're all just riding in the back of this truck to the beach. We had at least a hundred mangoes. <laughs> so we 
had over a hundred mangoes. We just piled them up in the car, in the back of the truck. And then, um, uh, when we went back, um, we just spent like two hours peeling and, um, squeeze slicing and squeezing them. And oh my gosh, just made so many mangoes. So they call it chupando manga, which is like to slurp a mango. So you kind of just, you take a bite out of one side and then pull the ends off kind of like a banana, kind of peel it like a banana. And then you just peel it a little bit of time. And as you reveal some of the stuff, as you reveal it, you just shoop it. Chupa is the, is the verb in Portuguese. You suck it up. <laughs> And it's so delicious. It's the best way to eat mangoes in the ocean, up to your neck. Yes, having these mangoes. We also found this big old mud puddle with like, so they have these spots where people just like stop and they will just like, it's near the ocean. So you get in, you cover yourself with this mud. (laughs) We're completely covered in mud. And then you run down to the ocean and you get it all off. And it was amazing. It's really good for your skin. It was one of my favorite memories ever. It was absolutely fantastic. So that was probably one of my favorite vacations um, in Brazil. And it cost me almost nothing. I chipped in with everybody chipped in for some food. Um, We just ate kind of whenever, kind of whatever, and a lot of mangoes. So there was one big trip that I did take with my cousin. My cousin came to Brazil and said, I want to take you one place in Brazil you've never been. Um, And so we got to go to Belém, which is the entrance of the Amazon, um, for three days. It was absolutely incredible. We did a sunset cruise on the Amazon. We did like a day cruise into a little island and ate uh, and then came back. We saw botanical gardens and nature and uh, ate a whole lot of amazing acai ice cream. And it was just really beautiful and really wonderful. But that's really the only touristy thing that I did besides little day trips that I would do, but only with other people. So if other people arranged it, I would go because it was a better price. Because honestly, I just didn't have the money to do that. Um, Now, I did use the times traveling to and from Brazil um, to do little extra things. Like, for example, I created a layover for myself in Miami, and I took a uh, bus down to the Everglades, and I stayed at a hostel. Um, I took a uh, layover in Rio, and I went to Copacabana and Ipanema Beach and stayed at a hostel there. Um, so, like, I did little things like that as I could, but it was very, very, like, money-friendly. <laughs> As I got married, um, around around the time, well, close to the end of being single when we got married, um, our friends bought a beach house. And that was awesome because it was the same location. We knew where to go. And most vacations, most holidays, um, everybody was arranging a group visit there anyways. And we'd share costs for food. And so it was very good on price. It was a wonderful time together. Um, And those were wonderful, wonderful memories. That's where we had our honeymoon, nine days at a beach house. It was absolutely incredible, wonderful. And we are so blessed. But it really wasn't like, I don't know if we just didn't realize or I was just so focused on not spending money that we could actually like go to a hotel (laughs) Uh, and, and like have a vacation. Like we just never did it. And I don't think it's really because we specifically said we're not going to. 
I think honestly, I just didn't think about it much because the beach house was great. It was really perfect. Um, but it wasn't until we had been on the mission field, like we'd been in for four years. It wasn't until 2019 and 2020 that we actually, as a family of four, it was Christmas 2019. As a family of four, I was like, let's do two nights at a hotel on a beach that has a, has breakfast, you know, like a, a bed and breakfast kind of thing. Um, and oh my goodness, it was incredible. I think we went to Jean Pessoa and we were just like, this is a whole nother level of vacation. And here's the amazing thing, like for staying on beachfront, really like four star quality kind of places, it was like $50 a night and uh, like $50 for staying there and then like $50 for our food. So like $100 a day, one day and night. And I was like, this is amazing. And so with, well, that was also before inflation kicked in and after like we were getting a better exchange rate. Um, so the same amount of money that we were receiving from the U.S. was worth more in Brazil. So we had like this cushion that we were like, oh, wow, this is incredible. Um, so we were able to have our first family like vacation where we go to the beach two days. Like we thought we were living it up and it was just really amazing. And then in 2020, after COVID restrictions let up, we had one or two times we went to, um, a couple, uh, really amazing beaches. Brazil has incredible beaches. And like thinking back now and being like, oh my goodness, we were, it was so easy to go and take vacations for a hundred dollars a day on the beach doing incredible experiences. We got to finally do like the dune buggy, uh, ride with the girls. I think that was our last trip, um, before we left Brazil. We were like, we would like to do one big thing at, at, um, um, Porto de Galinhas, which was an amazing beach. So anyways, it was just incredible to me. Like, I don't ever feel like we felt the crunch to be like, we're not allowed to talk about our vacations. But I do know that some of the other missionaries we were with were like, we're not, we're not going to post pictures, um, about this just because we don't feel like that would be, we feel like maybe some people would look at that and say, oh, that's what you're getting, raising funds for. Um, you know, oh, you're a missionary that just does vacations. That's why you wanted to go. You wanted to live close to the beach where it's only $100 a day and night for a nice vacation for your family. And like, <laughs> it's just funny to me because it was so opposite that that never even entered our mind. We didn't even really know we we could. <laughs> we can do this. Like, uh, yeah, it was 2019 where we had a friend offer to, for the first time, to watch both the kids for a night. So we went into a hotel in Hasifi and stayed by ourselves for a night. And it was like, oh my goodness, we're allowed to do this? <laughs> but I'm wondering if, what kind of hangups have you had about vacations? What kind of amazing memories have you had that you're just like shaking your head? I like, I will never get that kind of experience, at least for that price, <laughs> that phase of my life, that's never going to come around again. And that was really incredible. And I am so, so grateful. And I'm grateful for amazing supporters where I did not feel constrained to like hide my joy of a gift that God allowed us to have and that people um, rejoiced with us in having a vacation instead of being like, yeah, you're just, that's what, that's what missionary life is, right? At the beach for a hundred dollars. <laughs> 
No, definitely not. So in closing, those are some musings from someone who is very much involved in this American life, but just really wants to talk about that missionary life, stories and hindsights. Thank you.